Hey, Nick, um, what are you going to do for St. Patrick's Day? Not celebrate it. <laughs> Same. <laughs> no, nah, it's a bullshit holiday. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I worked at an Irish bar for a long, long time, and uh, if I ever hear like an Irish jig or flogging molly again, I'm going to shoot everybody and then myself. Yeah, let's celebrate being white. I mean. No, nah, it's bullshit. Stupid. Fuck that holiday. It's stupid. Same. Isn't it about running the snakes out of Ireland or something? <laughs> I don't know. Do you mean running everybody out? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hey guys, it's your favorite final girl, Emily, and hopefully maybe your favorite final boy, Nick, coming at you with a new episode of Gag Me With a Knife, a weekly podcast where we dissect, disembowel, and shred the best and worst slasher movies. This week, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, we will be talking about 1988's Maniac Cop. As always, Emily has an original VHS copy, so uh, let's hear what the back of that box says. So in in honor of St. Patrick's Day, this is a stretch, but it's pretty much the only slasher-ish movie with St. Patrick's Day. And I know I'm not going to count Leprechaun as a slasher movie, so... New York City is terrorized by a series of brutal mutilation murders. The public is outraged because it's discovered that the killer is a cop. Innocent policemen are killed by the panic-struck public. The city is in an uproar. Will New, York's rid it, will New York rid itself of its deadly menace, Maniac Cop? 1988, your thoughts? Uh, well, I think it's, it's, it's a kind of a, a relevant thing that's going on now. Will New, York, uh, New York's outrage by the, the shock of a killer cop? Right. I thought there's that was just scene, on every street corner. There's some scenes in that movie that I was like, wow, that's 2022. Right. Uh, I love this movie, but uh, uh, I can't really relate to it because it's just all cop shit. Yeah, well, I like I like movies with cops, but narc, um, <laughs> narc. Um, so first, I know I did like the I do like this movie. Also, I took, it's a Larry Cohen movie. I love Larry Cohen. I took a lot longer to see this movie than a lot of people. I only watched it for the first time like last year, and I watched it again for this. Um, first of all, I noticed that Jay Chataway. Did the music. He also did the music for Maniac, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Yeah. He's got a theme going on. Yeah. So, I do like this movie. It's a one-track pony. There's a... I mean, I I would call it an action slasher. I don't think it's as as, as much of a slasher as we're used to doing yeah. on this show. There's a lot of running around. Yeah. Um, There's a car chase. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just saying it's, you know, just a little bit different than the type of movies we usually cover. But... So this movie starts out in a uh, pool hall, like a bar. No, 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 no. Yes, it, it does. starts out with the cop dressing himself. Okay, well that's during and the credits. That's during the credits. So I'd... it seems like what a, a a hired stripper for a, a bachelorette party would do. It's like a real like long drawn out thing, you know. It's like, hey, heard a noise complaint in here, and then the guy brings in a boombox and starts taking that cop uniform off. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what does I was look thinking. Like that. I don't know. Stripper um, cop. That's happening during. He the... wasn't like all the other boys on the force. Stripper cop. Uh, yeah, that's that's not. Um, I didn't consider that just because. And those credits, credits go on for a little they way do. too and, long. And it says directed by William Lustwig twice. Produced by Larry Cohen though. But it's it says it twice. I'm like, okay, we get it. You directed it. Cool. I mean, like, you don't need to say it twice. Um, also, there's a there's a actor, and he's in other movies. So, but his name is William Smith, which I thought was funny because I was like, "Wait, is this going to no, be a no, young no, Will Smith?" Oh, yeah. I, no, I know who it is. It's Pike, but um, no, Fresh Prince versus Maniac. Cop. Yeah, <laughs> he killed awesome. Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> it ain't summertime no more. That's how Will Fisk got, or not Will, Will Fisk. Fisk. <laughs> That's how Will Smith got into the Men in Black, and and uh, Bad Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. 
Okay, so... And, and Ali. <laughs> and Ali. So, uh, yeah, so we after the credits, we start out in a pool hall bar. There's a girl named Cassie that's leaving. I guess she works there. And she there's an attempted mugging on her by these two guys. Well, before that, uh, uh, all those dudes uh, kind of like hoot and holler at her before she leaves. And then they just let her walk home alone in, in Manhattan in, in the 80s. I know. I uh, Yeah, I know. I was like, I, I, was, I thought that was a little, okay. But anyway, so she's, uh, there's an attempted mugging on her by these two guys and, but she gets away and she's chased, which sorry, you know, I hate that, to, that, uh, that attempted mugging for the eighties was surprisingly, um, very non-rapey. Light. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and so there's a tedious chase scene. Sorry. I, I hate chase scenes. And this one goes on for a little too long. Um, so she ends up hiding, but she sees an officer, and so she starts running at the officer while the the muggers they finally see her come because she comes out of hiding. Always a bad idea to run towards a cop. So yeah, she, but, well she's a white girl though, so ah, still a bad idea. <laughs> but um, uh, you know, I don't know, white girl doesn't seem to be a problem. Well, sometimes but, your tears aren't thick enough to get through that shit. So she's like, officer, officer, and, you know, she's really excited that she, you know, she's gotten away from these guys. But as soon as she gets up to the officer, she has her neck snapped while the muggers are watching. So, so she just experienced uh, normal police work? Um, I wouldn't say normal, but like, you I know, mean, for some people, yeah. How many? I mean, how many times have you been pulled over? A lot, and I've gotten yeah. out of all of my tickets. Oh, really? Yeah. I wouldn't say that too loud. <laughs> So, um, the next morning, those muggers, they're arrested, but they say that, that it was a cop that did this, that did this to her. Um, God was a maniac and they're being interrogated by some detective and then Tom Atkins who plays Tom fucking yes, Atkins makes, you know, I don't care. And he always plays a guy. I love him. You know, he plays a doctor, a cop, and he's always a drunk. He's so good. I oh, love him so my, much. He's one of my favorite B-movie actors. Yeah, me too. Night Same. of the Creeps, baby. Night of the Creeps, Halloween 3. One of the only good Halloweens, by the way. Will be not, well, not one of the only good ones, but one of the, I like it, For even me. though people hate, people shit on that one. No, I mean, I personally only like three of the Halloween movies, and that's one of them. So, And we'll be discussing part two and three on Halloween, because I don't like part one. So, anyway... um. So Frank is his name, Tom Adkins, and this other detective, they go to the coroner where... Mullet MD Coroner. Yeah. Also, that dude, the actor who uh, plays the coroner in this, uh, he was also in this movie from the 80s called Surf Nazis Must Die. Oh, yeah, the trauma movie? Yeah, he played Adolf, the leader of the surf Nazis. Nice. I'm glad to see he's still working uh, up until 88. (laughs) Wait, what year is Surf Nazis Must Die? It was before before 88. Okay. Well, I knew that, but, um, so anyway, uh, the coroner is explaining like energy, the energy that it must have taken to do this. And, um, like the, the, it was a lot to, to, there was a lot of brutality in this murder that he doesn't think those two kids could have done it and frank agrees uh, but also you know tom atkins being tom atkins you know there's a there's a dead uh you know 20 something year old girl on the table and he goes look at the size of those hematomas yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy but, is always getting laid in every fucking b movie but uh, yeah he well not in this one though ah, i'll get to it it's insinuated that he's fucking a few people well 
Yeah, I guess it is. Oh, the report. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but anyway, he leaves the coroner's office thinking that it was a cop. So, um, the next scene, there are these two kids driving around a guy and a girl, I guess. Yeah, on and they after suck a date. at so, drinking and driving. Yeah. And so if you're going to do it, kids, get good at it. Yeah. So they're it's like, fun as fuck. They're stuck at this stoplight and uh, they're making out. And then a cop shows up at the door or at the window. Yeah, knocks on it. And asks the guy to step out. So at first, the guy's That's like. That's when the cop gets in. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> He inside. So, he inside now. Um, so he gets out, and the guy thinks he's going to have to do, like, a drunk test, which he starts doing, like, the thing where he touches his nose or whatever. And then out of nowhere, him, the cop gets his baton, like, batoned out, but it's a sword. No, and no, no. It's a knife. It's it's maybe a sword or a sword. It's a baton sword. It's a, it's a hidden knife. Yeah, yeah. it it's, it's, looks like it's in his baton thing, but it's like a long definitely, sword. Definitely custom made. So um, I said sword. 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 Um, and he, uh, so he, slashes to this, the Lord. he slashes this guy's face and then he throws him into the car windshield. Good effect. And the woman is able, the woman gets in the driver's seat and she drives away. So she's able to get away from the car. So that's, you know, there's that scene. Then Frank goes to the commissioner to talk about, um, Richard fucking Roundtree shaft. Mm-hmm. God damn, man. This movie's so, got everybody in it. Yeah. So, and I think his name is, what's his name? Chief. Commissioner. No, I thought he was the chief. No, no, no he's he goes the commissioner. To the commissioner. Yeah, yeah. It's Ripley. Ooh. Yeah. So he goes to Commissioner Ripley to talk about the fact that he thinks that this is a cop or it's someone who dresses up like a cop. That's what I like about this movie. They deduce that it's a cop pretty early on, yeah. first 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, they they know their own work. So they want to like keep it in the department and so they can figure out like where the leak is. Just like the herpes they are. And Frank says that this guy's going to kill again. And then his sanity is questioned because his gun discharged. This ne- is a, this never is a, questioned Tom Atkins. This is a storyline that never goes anywhere. But apparently, like, they thought he tried to kill himself and uh, because, like, his partner had died and his soon after his gun had discharged. And no, so, he just mistaked it for a taser. Yeah, I, I don't know that that, that, that story's never fleshed out. We just that's yeah, yeah. the that's the only time we hear anything like that. The next scene, the musician. There's a random musician. You know that because he's carrying a. No, it's him, isn't it? It's Tom Atkins. He's got mm-hmm. a trombone case, right? No, it's just a, a trombone cop. Unnamed. He wasn't musician. like all the other boys on the force. An unnamed musician is it leaves the bar, and he's trying to get into his car, and the maniac cop shows up and puts him in handcuffs. He's like, "This is my car. This is my car." So he draws his baton sword or whatever, and the musician gets away. He starts running. Well, he's got the bleeding cuffs on. Yeah, which are awesome. I thought that was pretty cool. And he's, like, trying to get into building. He he keeps on running, and eventually he falls into this wet cement, and the the maniac cop holds his face down into the wet cement until he smothers. And the next scene, scene it shows uh, them, like, what do you call it? Jackhammering yeah, around yeah, yeah. his head. The next scene, Frank meets with a reporter named Gina. Who, who is very suggestive about that they have fucked. Yeah, clearly. Or had some kind of relationship. She's she's fucking him for cop information to get a lead. Yeah, so she meets with him. So good on Tom Atkins for it, keeping that shit up. But they, first, she's like, well, I guess this isn't a romantic 
meeting and he's like no it's not no no so he knows how to do it you know yeah. he's got some fine ass that's like 20 years younger than him and he, he ain't about that shit yes yeah, so he doesn't care he just wants he's like, like he knows he, he knows how to keep the steady stream of uh ass coming in so he's been told to keep this within the Good department and not tell anybody but he goes straight to this reporter gina because he thinks that she needs to warn the public because people he says uh, something like people do anything that a cop tells them to do. And then he <laughs> yeah, says, sure. then he says that one of uh, this quote, I was like, like, are you real right now? Cause he tells her to make the story bigger than AIDS. <laughs> I was like, oh, what the dated, fuck? very dated. So, okay. So, um, the story is then the next scene, the story is told on the news, but does the mayor know? I mean, I don't know. So is that, is that as far as uh, the news thing goes? is um what do you mean uh, so he, he's telling her to like put it out and do you know read the whole report put it out on the news but it's only the one thing yeah okay well i mean what do you mean the one thing it's only the one news broadcast i i assume it's just on her news thing yeah um so the next morning a woman is i, I don't know she's like by the docks or something and she's listening to uh the news and it's talking about this maniac cop and her car stalls, and this regular cop, not maniac cop, comes well, we up. Don't, we don't know that yet. Well, she, yeah, no one knows that, but comes up to the uh, woman, and she gets her gun out of her purse and just shoots him in the head. The privilege of being white. <laughs> and he is, it's just this, you know, cop. It's She's not, a cop killer now. Yeah, it's not, but it, nothing really happens to her. It's just like, it just kind of happens, and then it's over. Yeah. So well, She gets um, away. So they re- all of them at this point really begin thinking that the cop that it is a cop and it and it's not just a guy dressing up like a cop it's one of them because he's uh, all-, all cops are guys dressing up as cops. Well, but the this is where uh, Pike the lieutenant is, or no the captain I'm sorry the captain is he's starting to think Shaft he's starting no, no that's that's no, the, commissioner. the captain's a skinhead dude yeah okay that's William Smith is Ooh. yeah. So he's now he's agreeing with Frank, thinking it is an actual cop because so he has finally stopped getting jiggy with it. Yeah, he's not getting jiggy with. Well, he hasn't gotten jiggy with it yet. I guess that song didn't come out until like the nineties. So uh, um, proto jiggy. Yeah, this was proto jiggy. Um, and he's like, okay, well, I do think it is a cop because he's one step ahead of me of all of us, and so he has to know like cop stuff this guy has to know yeah, like yeah. the inner workings yeah um, sitting in a cruiser all day catching people for speeding. well when we find out who he had been you know it makes more sense but um the next scene is a woman and she's looking at the newspaper and it's about the maniac cop and he's the she is the wife of bruce campbell, bruce his, campbell. his name is jack I think Forrester is that his last name? I think so. Um, but this this woman looks like a low rent Sean Young. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's pitiful. Discount but, Sean Young. Uh, so he's getting dressed, uh, you know, to go to do his cop. And duties. she has been in that goddamn bathroom all fucking day, and you can tell. Yeah, uh-huh. and I know, and I know this. Unhinged. I know this from being a person that sits in a bathrobe. So, right. um, well, <clears throat> I don't sit around in a bathrobe, but like you know, yeah, the same but thing. she sat I, in I a bathrobe all day and then started complaining when he had to go to work yeah so she asks him about being on duty and apparently apparently they had been going to marriage counseling but she stopped going their marriage is on the rocks whatever who goes. cares um she's scared to be alone obviously not working yeah he leaves 
No baby. Obviously not working. No. He leaves and the phone rings and there's this woman on the phone and, and you don't know who it is yet. But the woman says he went out again, didn't he? He's going to keep killing people. So at this point, is Jack the killer? Painting him as I mean, the suspect. Yeah. We know he isn't because we've seen the maniac cop and he's a lot bigger well, than I mean, him. Even but... the interaction in their in their uh, apartment or whatever. Um, she, she says she's scared of him now and everything. And she's acting crazy. Yeah. Well, don't they all? Ah, she was probably pretty crazy to begin with. Yeah, I mean, she seems like she was wasn't maybe, like. Maybe it is Sean Young because I've heard she's a little unhinged herself. She she doesn't seem like she's a walk in the park to be in a marriage with. But um, anyway, her name's Ellen, by the way. Uh, she leaves with uh, soon after Jack leaves, and she follows him to a ho- uh, he goes into a hotel room, and she gets somehow gets the guy to give her a key to the room. Yeah, I don't understand. I that. don't know how, how that happened. I didn't, I didn't know that was actually a thing, and uh, now that I know it is, I'm gonna start. Uh, I've got a new hobby. <laughs> just catching people in the act. No, I'm just gonna bust into a room and just be like, "Hey, what's up? Let's have a beer." I mean, yeah, I was just like, "How is that that easy?" Has okay. anybody ever surprised you just w- like opening your door and? like giving you alcohol no let's see this could be a service people don't need know i mean knowing that though and on the on the other hand like i'm not gonna do anything i know know, but it's like that seems like a really bad idea if it was like a serial killer most people in motels don't have guns Maybe I'm wrong. Now that I think, <laughs> I think about it, I'm going to walk probably, that one back. I think yeah. you're probably wrong. So if it's like a seedy motel, they have a gun, I'm pretty sure. They, um, they know how to have a good time. So she goes into the room and she catches Jack cheating on her with another cop. Well, we find out later it's another cop. but um, And she pulls out a gun. And so they're eventually able to get her to leave. Oh, she kind of leaves of her own accord because she's so upset. And Bruce Campbell doesn't really do uh, much of a good job of explaining things. No, we, we I, I don't know what I would do. Apparently, a I don't know how much of a conversation her and that, uh, the, uh, office clerk had, uh, but Bruce I don't Campbell, think they, Bruce Campbell and this other cop mistress, they got busy pretty I fast. I don't think she knew that that's who that was. I don't think anyone did. I think it was like just someone calling her to get I've, her. To I've think. never had a motel fuck, but I don't, I mean, I would imagine you'd be like, Hey, how's it been going? You know, what's been going on instead of just immediately to it. Maybe it's like that. I don't know. I don't know. Like, me neither. So uh, I'm interested to find out. She, oh. she begins running home, uh, Ellen, his wife. And as she's running, she's pulled into the van, into a van by maniac cop where we are to assume um so the next but the next morning the housekeeper goes into the hotel room that bruce campbell and uh what's her name Uh, michelle uh, or teresa teresa Teresa, she's another cop the ones that were you know having sex she goes into the room step up from his wife i'm not trying to be a jerk it's true so the next morning the housekeeper walks in and um she finds Ellen, Jack's wife, in bed in the bed with her throat slit. So now Where Jack she always wanted to be. So now Jack is the um, number one suspect because he was in that hotel room, and now his dead wife is in that hotel room. So we got their ace in the hole. But the next scene is a squad room meeting, and the captain, Captain Pike, he wants to talk to Jack. So uh, squad room sounds like a, a gay bar or like a boys club. I don't know. I've been. It just said squad room on the door. It's so. Like a toolbox or something. Um, I watch. I've been watching a lot of The Wire, so there's a lot of. I don't know. Made sense to me. So <laughs> squad room is in there talking about their squad goals. So the captain knows hashtagging that they haven't been getting that they hadn't been getting along him and his wife, and. He lets Jack know that Ellen has been found dead in the hotel room with her throat slit. So he needs to read him his rights because he's going to get. And this is where Jack Bruce Campbell. Is that his name? Jack? Yeah. 
shows the only bit of remorse or any kind of like sadness about his wife. And all it is is like, oh, you got to be kidding. You got to be wrong. And then we never hear of this Mm -hmm. again. And there is no emotion or acting towards it ever again. I kind of forgot after that scene all about his wife being murdered because uh, I kept uh, I mean he was still like in he did too he's locked up like the whole time but I'd forgotten why <laughs> well he, he in a minute we'll see he clearly ain't worried about it so um, got that fine piece of tail on, a, on a coming coming for him the next scene we see it's um, an interview between him and then Frank the and the captain and so apparently Ellen had been writing in a diary or something that she thought that Jack was the maniac cop. And then as soon as that happens, the law, his lawyer walks in and apparently the lawyer, all the other two guys leave and the lawyer lets Jack know that he thinks that he also thinks that he did it kind of basically. Yeah. He's got a shitty lawyer. Yeah. So they have, so he's like, well, I really don't want to involve the other woman. They're like, I have an alibi, but I really don't want to bring her in and into this unless I have to, because, whatever whatever i don't know so can we just give it to the end of the week and see if he like kills someone else i guess but he very quickly that's how police up, work uh goes you know? well, he very let's qui- just see if anything happens well he very quickly does end up just giving um them the name not him but he gives it to tom atkins yeah so um in the next scene there uh Captain and Frank are at a bar and they're watching the TV and there's all this like very reminiscent of 2022 type stuff where, you know, there's a black guy saying, yeah, three of my friends have been shot by cops like uh, and all these scenes of people being afraid of cops, which I thought was uh, very timely. But I mean, at the same time, this has been going on forever. So not really that shocking. Um, and, but this scene is important because Frank lets the captain know that he does not think it's Jack. So Frank goes to Jack's jail cell and wants to know the woman he was with so he can alibi himself. He's like, you've got to tell us. And so that's when Jack does admit yeah, that Teresa it was Mallory. Teresa Mallory. Everybody's fucking Irish in this and, movie. And he was like, she's on duty right now. Except Richard Roundtree. Yeah, she, she was like, she's on duty right now. So she's actually undercover as a, pro, a sex worker. <laughs> Go figure. And, the, the adulteress? Yeah. So she goes up to some guy's car. There's a hilarious exchange where he's like, are you a cop? She's like, you got it. Yeah, she reveals her cover immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think you, I think that's the law. I think that if they ask, I would, I would, I would, I think that if if someone I would asks, warrant to put put that to the test. Well, I know, but I'm saying I think the law though is that if you ask if they're Dude, a cop, last time to I tell got you. last time I got busted by a, a, a undercover prostitute man, um, I asked her if she was a cop, and she said yeah, and I said that's my thing, and uh, <laughs> she fucked me, but then I got arrested. No, but I'm pretty sure whether or not and I, they, I had to pay way more than she was offering at the window. Whether or not they a police officers or undercover police officers abide. <laughs> um it is a law like i think if you ask them if they're a cop they have to tell you so um emily dunlap attorney at law yeah so i said i'm pretty sure but that's what most attorneys do so she uh walks away and she walks into this alleyway to smoke a cigarette and she sees the maniac cop and at the same time frank is on his way to find her and he knows where she's working I, i assume um, he knows like the this, good hooker spots. Yeah. So he like pulls it before he pulls in, she gets grabbed by the throat and he gets his 
she's like trying to say she's a cop too but he doesn't care he grabs her by the throat and he starts getting his sword baton out but she shoots and frank hears that shot and he pulls into that alley and um they both start shooting at him well uh tom atkins frank is uh shooting with a victim in range which is not a (laughs) typical uh well i guess it's a cop it's different. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, know. Uh, you don't shoot whenever somebody's like, a, if they're in front of you, you don't shoot if they're the victim. So uh, they both start shooting at him, but he gets away. And so the next scene, Teresa and Frank. Uh, actually, cops probably do that all the time. Yeah, I mean, so Teresa and Frank are talking about the maniac cop, and she says that his hands were cold and that he wasn't breathing. His hands are so big. And yeah, you know what they say about big hands, right? Mm-hmm. Big gloves. Big face. Uh, and that she had thought she shot him in the head. So she doesn't know how he just walked away from this. Well, also at this dinner, uh, since Bruce Campbell's locked up Jack or whatever, I get the feeling that um, Tom Atkins is kind of creeping on Jack's girl, too. <laughs> hey, probably. I mean, dude, they're having whiskey drinks well, and he orders just, another he, round of doubles. He kind of just has that vibe, too. So I don't know I don't, why, but Tom Atkins in every movie he does. I don't dude. know if he's actually, if that's, you know, actually what he's doing or just that I bit. Think he it has is. that vibe. It's Tom Atkins and he fucks everybody. But um, when he picks jamie lee curtis up in the fog the first thing she says as she's a hitchhiking she goes are you weird he goes yeah next scene they're in bed smoking a cigarette (laughs) i don't know how the man does it it's amazing he's a hero she uh she he's like basically she he's like have you told anybody about your affair with jack and she's like no but then he's like have you told anybody at all and she's like that's how you get secrets out of somebody's asking twice and emphasize the last word well only sally noland Yep. Who's a par- she's like, oh, you know the woman. She has a desk job now, and she her legs. Sherry North. Her legs in a brace, and she walks with a cane. And Frank's like, oh yeah, okay, I, I know who she is. So he's like, you're gonna stay at my apartment because he knows where you See, live. That's what I mean. Yeah. And so Tom Atkins, he's like, I'm going to get, he's like, he's like, I'm going to get you a cab there and I'm going to find Sally Nolan. See, and that's what he was doing with the reporter. She was like, Hey, is this a romantic call? And he's like, nah, nah, nah sweetie. Mm-mm. So he knows how to do this, man. He's a player. So Frank goes back to headquarters to find Sally Nolan. So he tries to talk to her about Teresa and old peg leg. Yeah. Frank finds Sally a little bit suspicious and she does act that way. But um, as she leaves headquarters, Frank follows. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before what? that, did you notice how Tom Atkins was hitting on her, too? Well, he ha- that's his no, thing. No, no, I think no. that's how he's going to get stuff it, out of people. No, no. Pegleg says, hey, uh, we should all get a beer sometime. Oh, and he goes, yes. yeah, all three of us. We'll be inseparable. I think he's trying to instigate a no, fucking threesome. I don't think that's what he was doing I there. He, I think it's th- Tom Atkins. I think he's. I think he's telling her right there that he finds it suspicious. No, you know, you know, he ad libbed well, that because he actually wanted to get we, a threesome going on. I guess on we'll just agree to disagree. Tom Atkins I, I is found, a dirty, dirty man. I found that to be a very like he's like yeah we'll be inseparable like he's well, like maybe maybe it wasn't him acting at that point maybe it was just the mustache yeah maybe i told you he just kind of has that air about him so I even think, if he's I not think doing it getting fucked too well she doesn't but um as she leaves headquarters frank follows her to like some like a marina i guess it's and like Pegla can't can't tell she's being followed by a dude who's know, right behind her right i know so um she <clears throat> uh she opens the gate to this marina and he follows her like he stays back at that point and he like you know kind of hides and he sees her meet up with an officer and i didn't get all of the quotes but she says some stuff like don't do this please they have someone so now you um can get to the mayor and the commissioner i'll stick by you but save the killing for those who did wrong and she's trying to basically say like 
please don't kill all these innocent people. I don't know why you're so angry. You should just be angry at the people who did you wrong. Yeah. Um, and so then there's a, she hears a noise cause Tom Adkins is hiding. He's not good at it. And she shoots at the noise, turns back around. And now she said, I think she's called him Matt at this point. So Matt, yeah, um, yeah, that's his name. It's Matt. Well, okay, ends up the maniac cop's name maniac is Matt. Cop. It, he, his, his name is Matt Cordell. So his um, name is Matthew Cop. So, uh, but when she turns around from the from shooting at the noise, Matt's gone, and so Frank leaves. And in the next scene, he's in a room reading um, newspaper clippings about Matt Cordell. Oh yeah, with file clerk Clancy, who yeah. is completely fucking inebriated. Yeah. So he's reading about Cordell. Again, and fuck it, Irish people. Okay, this is a part that maybe you, maybe I missed it or maybe I didn't. So Not let me. Right, O'Shaughnessy. So he's, he reads that the politicians put him away in Sing Sing with all the criminals. Because back in the day, he like apparently was Frank's hero and got all the scum off the street, blah, 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 all right, the rapists good, and everything. He was a good detective. He's a good cop. Um, and he was idolized. But at some point these politicians had gotten him arrested and put in jail in Sing Sing with all these criminals who he had put away. Because he was going for like mafia bosses and they were tied in, right? I don't, that's the part, that, that was that's what, what I was going to question. That's what some of the newspaper clippings say. Okay, that's what I was questioning because, yeah. no, wait, what was it? Like, cause I Some of the newspaper clippings, whenever it's showing all that stuff is, uh, he had taken down a mafia boss. And so the mafia boss is insinuated to be tied in with the politicians. Exactly. Okay. See, I didn't, I, I, I that's the part I missed. The, I was Mani- like, why? Maniac cop was a good cop. Yeah. So, um, th- then there's something said about, did he have any family or like a girlfriend or like a, he wasn't married or anything, but then apparently he did have a girlfriend who tried to kill herself and was crippled. She jumped out of a window after he was, after, what happened was he was put in. Well, it couldn't be peg leg, could it? Yeah, so he he was put in jail and he was yeah, murdered. Also, peg leg's kind of hot, and Sherry North was hot back in the day. Yeah, but he anyway. Matt Cordell was murdered in Sing Sing by the people he had put into jail. So Inmates. basically, the the politicians had murdered him by putting him in jail. And so after he died. Sally Nolan, you know, they don't say it at the time, but it's clear it's her. She was his girlfriend. She jumped out the window and broke and was crippled by it. So we know it's Sally. So the next scene we see Cordell and he's laying at the marina. So that's when it, we we get the whole flashback of him, like the gavel in the courtroom and then him being, being taken to Sing Sing. And then, then he, we get some slow motion shower love, shower love. And then he's murdered in the shower. He, 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 he puts up a pretty good fight. He's a big dude. He does. I mean, like the fight he's part, like a Mr. Universe type bodybuild as an action slasher. I mean, he puts up a pretty good fight, but in the end, it's, I mean, yeah, I got he, it hard. He's overpowered by by the guys because they no, have shanks and stuff. And but, they end a bunch up, of sweaty, shirtless men in the shower showing what they can physically do with their bodies when they yeah, exert themselves. They not only... Oh, sorry, anyway. They not only, you know, stab him and slash him, but they, like, pretty much mutilate him. Um, especially his face. So... Well, they definitely maim him. And then the next scene, Jack and Teresa meet up. Um, Frank and Teresa... Well, 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 well. Whenever Jack is led into the little interrogation cell or the visiting cell, whatever it is, uh, Tom Atkins and Teresa are a little too sitting a little too close. I'm pretty sure Tom Atkins at this point is trying to tell Jack, I fucked your girl. 
because she yeah, can't think, stay in his apartment. I don't, I don't think and, so. And no, I do because it's the next day and her hair is still twizzled up from that prostitution sting. Yeah, because she didn't take a shower. Anyway, whatever. Of course she didn't. Frank and Teresa think... After you had Tom Atkins, you can't wash that off. So so Frank and Teresa think it's Matt Cordell. Um, so, and, maybe, and that maybe he didn't die. So Frank is going to go to the coroner at Sing Sing and to, you know, figure out... And as soon as he leaves, but uh, he goes and looks at um, he goes and looks at Sally's desk and uh, finds a glove in her pur- like a police glove in her purse, and she comes out and if t- starts attacking him with a cane. Um, oh yeah, and starts screaming. He knows I'm no good for him. I'm no good to him, or I'm no good to him I'm now. I'm useless to him. Yeah, yeah. And then she uh, then uh, she runs into uh, an unarmed. An unnamed, sorry, not an unarmed, unnamed officer that's hanging. They're all armed. Um, but he's hanging from the ceiling. And then she starts screaming, he's here. Sally starts screaming, he's here, talking about maniac cop. So Frank's trying to get her out, but Cordell smashes her well, face. Frank also is, is immediately forgiving to yeah. her. Like he yeah. comes up and he's like, hey, hey, follow me. And, uh, and it's like, dude, that bitch just beat you with a fucking cane, yeah. man. Like, take her fucking peg leg and beat her with that shit and then drag her out of there. Um, that, well, it's a, she has a real leg. It's just in a brace. She... Either way, still anyway. take the leg. Uh, okay. Sweep the legs. <laughs> um, so. It's not a good she's leg. She's trying to help it. He's trying to help her get away, but Cordell grabs her and smashes her face against the wall to kill her and then attacks well, whenever he's doing it it almost looks like he's humping uh humping a corpse up against the wall but yeah. I, don't, I honestly don't understand why he kills her because she's no good to him now what she was I really d- good to him she was like keeping him out of like a, a marina like loading dock and everything that's some swank digs i know but um so he starts attacking frank at the same time jack and Teresa are trying to leave and they find all these unnamed cops like one against the bar against like the jail bars dead. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a um, precinct massacre there's like two other dead cops seen and Teresa leaves to find someone i don't know who but cordell throws frank she's down at, she had gone downstairs and she's in her car trying to like you know get it started and at the same time frank is thrown out of the window so onto is this the, car. the only movie that tom atkins dies in Maybe I've never seen him die in a B movie. Yeah, he. Di- I think he. Uh, maybe. Yeah, he. I mean, but he definitely. He doesn't die in Halloween three. He doesn't die in Night of the Creeps. He doesn't die in the fog. And he doesn't. And he, actually, he doesn't die in Escape from New York, even though he's a bit part. He he actually pr- dies pretty early in this movie, considering. Surprisingly, yeah. yeah. Tom Atkins usually sticks it out and fucks every woman in the movie. Yeah, but he dies right here. That's my boy. So, um, but Jack is still in the precinct. So the detectives thinks it's um. He thinks it was Jack that did all this and puts a gun on him, but Jack's able to get away. Um, and he runs. He well, runs. no, no. There, there's this. Uh, there's this funny part where he, like he pulls a gun on those guys and he's getting away and he's like, "I didn't do it." And one of the cops that's on the ground goes, "Sure, you didn't do it." <laughs> like yeah. as he's got his like hands on his head, like "Sure, you didn't." <laughs> so he leaves, but the cops do still think it's him. So Teresa and Jack go to Sing Sing to prove. Well, after after this beautiful beautiful uh, budgetary train narration where they never show an interior of the train. 
Yeah. It's just Bruce Campbell and her talking over it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I see what you did. There's some stock footage. Yeah, you didn't want to yeah, like yeah. have to do the inside no, of that. I, I so, know what's going on. So they go to Sing Sing to prove Cordell is still alive, or it's Jack's ass, quote unquote. So they start talking to the coroner and asking, you know, what do you do with the body if someone dies like in the prison? And he says that they usually they stitch the body up and put it in a wooden box and bury it, bury it in Potter's Field, which is Pottersfield creeps me out in New York. That's where they, ugh. Was that the cop they, uh, they, cemetery? That they, that's where they usually um, bury un, unnamed people uh, or people that aren't claimed or um, immigrants and stuff like that. Mm. So, um, but he says in this incident, he w- the body was claimed by Sally Noland. And the coroner sees the front page and thinks it's Jack, thinks that the maniac cop's Jack. But Teresa says, you know, Cordell wasn't dead. And then there's a flashback to when um, the coroner was doing the autopsy and he can hear like a very faint heartbeat. And he tries to resurrect him. And, uh, give CPR or whatever. Yeah. And so he gave the body to Sally and peg leg. And so she convinces him, though, to sign the, sign the death, death certificate. And he's like, that's fine or whatever, because um, th- this guy had to have so much brain damage that he wouldn't have survived very long anyway. Yet uh, he obviously did. So now we're at the St. Patrick's Day Parade. No, 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 no. Before that, it cuts. So it cuts to uh, Richard Roundtree and all the other guys. at They're celebrating oh, St. Patrick's Day in, in the commission. That. Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're, they show the par- Sorry, folks. They, they show the parade for a minute before they go to this to the um, commissioners. Um, Jack wants Teresa to find Commissioner Pike, so uh, and they walk in with Captain Ripley. She tells him the commissioner that it was Matt Cordell, and instead they book her on accessory to murder because Frank left a message on their machine talking about how it was a cop and. Uh, and uh, another like woman cop so they assume that he's talking about whenever they're drinking and um celebrating saint patrick's day yeah so uh, a cop from their precinct has just died a a whole precinct of cops has been murdered and they're celebrating saint patrick's day yeah as the commissioner but they're like well we got this message pretty pretty right on right on the nose yeah we got this message from frank that before he died saying that it was a cop and hit the accessory, you know, he had, he had a, someone to help him and it was a female cop so that he doesn't give names for some fucking reason. So they assume that they're talking about Jack and Teresa. So, um, is this the part where they, uh, buzz in officer baby Dick to book Teresa? Yes. But Cordell comes in and stabs commissioner bike and Ripley with a baton sword, like right around there. Yeah. And they're also showing bits and pieces of this uh, St. Patrick's Day parade at the same time. So that's our tie-in with St. Patrick's Day. Um, so next, we that's when Small Dick, Officer Fowler takes... Baby, baby Dick. Yeah, Officer Baby Dick. It's, yeah, it's Irish. Takes Teresa downstairs. And, well, but, before that, he propositions her for sex in a very weird way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, she's still got her hair frizzled from, you know, the hooker steam. Three, three days prior. Yeah, when. yeah. Well, she's so, been staying at Tom Atkins. Wild, wild apartment. But uh, It's a wild time. So he's stabbed in the stomach by Cordell, but she drags him to a room as Cordell tries to get in. But then she throws uh, 
he's like, you know, stabbing into the door to mm-hmm. try to get to her. But she throws a chair out the window to escape and has a kind of a fight with Cordell. And at the same time, the cops see Jack and they grab him. One of these cops. <clears throat> sorry. One of these cops that arrests Bruce Campbell in this scene is uh, the redneck from Evil Dead 2. I can't remember what his name is. Uh, it's not Cletus or anything like that. I bet you it's the guy he, that... I bet you it's... I think guy, it's the guy that... Um, he's the guy who's like, Bobby Joe! Bobby Joe! But he actually throws Bruce Campbell isn't in... Isn't he an intruder? Maybe. Uh, he's been in a few things. I he's think always, he's an intruder. He's always like an, a little bit of a vocal extra, if yeah. you will. But uh, he was the redneck who led him to the cabin and uh, Evil I th- Dead I too. think that he's an intruder. But anyway, um, so Jack's put in a police van, but Cordell gets into the police van or gets into the driver's seat. This scene is awesome. This car chase is not my favorite of any movie, but it is awesome. For a, for a slasher. For their budget, it's pretty good. So um, at the same time, Teresa and another officer are following... And she's like, go to Pier 14. I, well, I even, wrote, even before that, like, uh, Cordell, I wrote tedious Cordell car, excels I, I wrote, at driving a paddy wagon. I wrote tedious car chase. I think, uh, I thought it was I think tedious. The, the only tedious thing about it is, is how good the maniac cop is at, at driving? driving a paddy wagon. <laughs> yeah. Those things are hard. To, box trucks are hard to drive. Uh, like. He's really good, and he's very, very precise about it. There's this one scene where it goes through this little underpass, and it's like almost just big enough, or it yeah. is just big enough to get the box truck through the paddy wagon. And uh, yeah, it's an impressive car chase scene for a low budget movie. So at the same time, he also runs over a guard, um, and then Cor- he gets—I guess where he's going—and Cordell grabs an axe to open the back of the police van. Um, Jack falls out. And Cordell grabs Jack, but throws him. And then um, Cordell grabs a shotgun and shoots Brimmer. Um, then there's this short, kind of short fight with uh, Cordell and Jack. And Kung Fu Campbell. Yeah. And Cordell drives off with Jack riding on the side of the van, like punching Towards him in the face. the best stunt of the movie. Yeah. And so he's, he's like riding on the side of the van, punching him. And at the same time, like, I don't know what it is, but something like is... I said staked. He gets staked through the chest. Cordell does while he's driving. It's some like some debris that's like yeah. hanging off of the the loading dock or whatever. It's yeah. like a, a a piling or something. Yeah, it's like. a big thing though. And he gets it's like it goes straight through his chest, and then the van goes into the water. Well, uh, in that scene. In the oh, slow and Jack, motion. Jack jumps off right as the yeah, car is but going that into the stunt water. Man, that's a real dude that rode that off. That uh, splashes in the water. Um, he, the guy who's playing Jack Stuntman or whatever, yeah. it's a great stunt. Yeah, it it's is. fantastic. Because he, he jumps off like and right it's in time. Very, very dangerous. You can tell because that's it's real. And like uh, I, I thought that part was very impressive. Like I said, I love this movie, but I thought that I was like, whoa, dude! That, I hadn't seen it in forever, and it's like, dude, that that's a real dude, like flying off that. He hung onto that until that box truck uh, ramped. And this whole scene, all of this is very much like the like is an action movie right here. Um, so the after the van goes into the water, the um the next scene is the van being pulled out of the river. With the car surrounded, the van is surrounded by cops in case uh, he's in there and still alive. Oh, finally. And Cordell is not in the van. And then of course. we see 
the docks and we see a hand come out from the river next yeah, to the onto, dock. Onto one of the dock pilings. Now in an extended cut, which neither Nick nor I have watched, um, is a scene where I'm believing that shit. Apparently, after that scene, uh, the mayor, his name is Jerry, Mayor Jerry. He um, he's in his office and he's like relaxing because I guess all of this is over. Relaxing all cool with William Smith. Yeah, and with William Smith, um, and Cordell is behind the curtains and comes out and kills him. So. We can count that as a death, which we'll go over. But it, that's not in the in the like in the one we watched. His hand comes out of the water, and then the credits roll. That's how it happened for me. So there, I have some um, some uh, what do you call it? Fun facts. Trivia. The budget of this movie was one million one hundred thousand dollars. That's a Larry Cohen budget if I've ever heard it. It only grossed six hundred seventy-one thousand dollars. <laughs> Larry Cohen numbers. But it was only put out in fifty theaters, and I don't know if that's the to- <laughs> Larry Cohen numbers again. That was, and also that's from IMDb, and sometimes IMDb is wrong. And uh, IMDb the, is Larry Cohen's best friend. On the so other, is Rotten Tomatoes. Well, on the website where I usually get numbers, and they're more factual. With a lot of independent releases, it'll say zero because they don't know how much. And plus, you have to factor in uh, the amount of v- like VHS they sold and all of that. So, at, in the 50 theaters it was put out in, it only grossed $671,382. Um, there were three cameras used to shoot the St. Patrick's Day Parade before, and they did that pr- before production began. So, oh, well, Sam Raimi came So, Sam Raimi shot some of this footage, and he's also in... And, and, and he's a news he's, reporter. Yeah, he's a news yeah. reporter. Um, and this is what was shown to investors to secure the money to complete the film. <laughs> so, that makes a little bit more sense. Robert... Z- I don't know. How do you... The guy that played Maniac... Zadar. Zadar. Uh, Robert Zadar... The guy that played Maniac Cop and Bruce Campbell both have semi-famous chins. Oh yeah, just that, you know, if chins could kill. And uh, Robert Zadar, though, his face I've has met a, Bruce Campbell. Like, I love this man. He, I'm not a big fan, but he has. No. Robert Zadar has like a this. It, he has like something. It's not like elephantitis, but he has some kind of like facial thing appeal. where it, its face takes on like a cherub type look. Kind but like, that's like kind a kind of like mask. Yeah, yeah. Like that's he has it. like a, it's it's a type of some deformity. But he's really. got the body of Mister Universe. So um, that he, shower Robert, scene, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Robert Zadar actually did work as a police officer in real life for the Chicago Police Department before he became an actor. That's frightening. Um, and they only shot in New York City for three days, so I don't know where they shot the rest. You of the can party. tell. Yeah. Bruce Campbell says uh, that he only did this movie because he needed work and that the film wasn't any good. That's what Bruce Campbell had to say about it. That's well, the only thing I've ever disagreed with Bruce Campbell on. So We talk um, a lot. Yeah, no. I'm going to have to bring that Bri- up. Like Brian. Well, yeah, yeah. You know you're from Brian? Yeah. <laughs> Who is it? Brian Bremer? Oh, yeah, yeah. The the, the, <laughs> the redneck kid. Well, every time I talk to him, I make him be the redneck kid. I say, channel that character. And, uh, well, for, that's the why redneck he's been kid mad from Pumpkin. I say, channel that character, and then I can talk to you. That's why he's I'm been mad at you. I'm only friends with that character. I'm not friends with that actor. That's why he's been mad at well, you. That's how actors work. They don't want to be themselves, so fuck them. Okay, so here's our body count. Like, okay, I looked online and it said 19, but that I don't think is right. So we have one Cassie, her neck snapped, mm-hmm. two Sam. 
His face, that's the guy, kid in the car. His face is slashed with a baton sword and thrown at the car windshield. Three unnamed musicians, face shoved in wet cement. Four, Officer Davis is shot in the head by a woman. Um, uh, everyone else is uh, Matt Cordell. But number five is Ellen, her throat slit. Number six is unnamed police officer hung. Seven is Sally, her face is repeatedly slammed against the wall. Eight is unnamed officer two. His face is slammed against iron bars. Nine is unnamed police officer three, strangled with handcuffs. Ten is unnamed police officer four. He's also hung. Eleven, unnamed police officer five. He's killed off screen. Twelve is Frank. His head is slashed. His head is bashed, and he's thrown out of a window. Slashed and bashed. Thirteen is um, Pike. Is that the captain? No, that's the... Pike is the commissioner. Yeah. He Richard stabbed, Roundtree? Yeah, he John stabbed Chet? with the baton sword at the same time as uh, Captain Ripley, who stabbed twice with the baton sword. Then you have 15, which is Fowler, Officer Fowler. He's stabbed in the gut with a baton sword. Number 16 is the unnamed watchman who's run over by a police van. Number 17 is Brimmer, who's shot with a shotgun. 18 is... That would, then, then that's the last one besides, if you count the extended cut, Mayor Jerry, which is 18, and he stabbed with a baton sword. And I guess where they might have gotten 19 is if you might think that Cordell is still alive, is dead. Yeah, if but, you think Cor- Cordell but Cordell dead, wasn't slashed. Then that's where they get 19, maybe, I guess, or maybe they just counted it wrong. So that's so, all I got. So pretty much 17. Yeah, because without the extended cut, yeah. So, um, it's pretty, I, pretty heavy, uh, heavy body toll. Yeah. I give this a three out of five. I give it a four out of five, four thumbs up. Yeah. It's got good gore. It's, it kept my attention. It isn't really the type of slasher I like. There's not really a lot of fun camaraderie. Um, there's not like the cheesy fact as much i think i've got it this is why i dig it uh and you're right about that there's not a lot of camaraderie it's a it's an action slasher you're very right yeah. um my thing is atkins tom atkins he fucks campbell, I, I, uh, bruce I, I, I campbell. Give a, I give it a star alone for tom atkins uh, but sure. minus a star for bruce campbell bruce campbell immediately forgets his murdered wife but I do the actually maniac. like him in this movie. I don't usually like Bruce Campbell a whole lot, except for any Evil no, no, Dead yeah, in this. But I like him in this. I like I like him uh, more than you do. But I think he's great in this movie. Yeah, he's. I, Mani- I liked him. The Maniac this. Cop fucks Pegleg, which Pegleg's got to be getting some. Richard Roundtree celebrates a cop massacre, and there's a good <laughs> car chase in it, even though it is a little tedious. I agree with that. It uh, goes on a little too long, but I, I like it. I, I love Maniac Cop. Yeah. So. There you go. Um, gag, stay gagged on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, God. <laughs> Celebration of all mediocrity. Yeah. What do you want to stay gagged on from the movie? From the movie? Yeah, you've always uh, stay gagged on something from the movie. Man, That's, I... I uh, baton, the baton stay, sword. Stay gagged on Teresa, man. That's that's the cop to fucking find. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm not a fan, but... Uh, she, if I met a cop like that, you she know. does come back for the second one. So does Bruce Campbell, but they get killed pretty quickly. So spo- sorry, spoiler alert. No, um, I, haven't, I haven't seen it since high school. Um. Anyway, stay gagged on all of our social media, our website. Listen to us on any podcast uh, podcast platform or YouTube. Get our merch on Redbubble, and we'll see you next time. Have, happy St. Patrick's Day. No fuck St. Pat. Yeah. Fuck St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Pump 
testimony to the jury about this fucked up incident. Fuck the police and reset it with authority. Because the niggas on the street is a majority of gang. It's with whoever I'm stepping. And a motherfucking weapon is kept in a stash spot for the so-called law. Wishing Ren was a nigga that they never saw. Lights start flashing behind me. But they're scared of a nigga, so they mace me to blind me. But that shit don't work, I just laugh. Because it gives them a hint not to step in my path. But police, I'm saying, fuck you, punk. Read my rights and shit. It's all junk. Pulling out a silly club, so you stand with a fake ass badge and a gun in your hand. But take off the gun so you can see what's up. And we'll go at it, punk, and I'ma fuck you up. Make you think I'ma kick your ass. They can't cope with me. The motherfucking villain that's mad with potential to get bad as fuck. So I'ma turn it around. Put in my clip, yo, and this is the sound. Yeah, something like that, but it all depends on the size of the gap. Taking out a police would make my day, but a nigga like Ren don't give a fuck to say. Shit, motherfucker. Hey, hey, hey. 